0: today with Marilyn and Sarah. And thank you all you wonderful partners who help us do
1: the things we do. And Sarah, we have a great guest. We do, and mom, you know, for our partners, they help us to cover the earth with the word. We're on TV right now in this moment, we're on communicating, sharing, encouraging you because of our partners. So thank you so much partners for helping us to cover the earth with the word. And I just want to say this, you might be watching right now and you have a need in your life If you have a financial need, you're struggling with some healing issues, some physical maladies, you might be having some family struggles where there seems to be tension or or some conflict, misunderstandings. Maybe you're having to make a decision, kind of at a fork in the road. You got to make some choices. You have some financial employment issues. We would love to pray for you. We know that God answers prayer. And to that end, Eleanor, she called for prayer because she was struggling with her finances. And after receiving prayer, she got a check in the mail for $1,000. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's incredible. So I just encourage you, God answers prayer. And I like to say this, God has more answers than we have questions. God has more provision than we have needs. And God has more solutions than we have problems. So God is available and ready and eager to participate in our daily lives. Hop on the phone, get on the website We love to pray for you and in just a moment we're going to be joining an interview that mom and i did with a really really cool guest so here's my question for you do you ever have conflict with people and you're like stupid questions here we all have conflict (laughs) well some conflict is kind of okay but sometimes conflict can be a little challenging And maybe you've even had some roadkill with conflict in the past. So watch this interview now to help you with conflict.
2: Marilyn and Sarah have been covering the earth with the Word on television for over 50 years, but television isn't the only way their ministry can be viewed. Today with Marilyn and Sarah can be seen on platforms such as YouTube, Roku, Fire TV, as well as podcasts on iTunes and Google. It's easier than ever to be encouraged with God's work at home, work, or on the go. You can replay any program at any time. Tune in and be blessed.
1: Thank you so much for watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. We are delighted to get some time with you and delighted to introduce to our cool guest, Brian Noble. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Brian, not everybody's familiar with you, and I know you wrote this book, Living Reconciled, which I think is gonna be really interesting to kind of think through that. But can you give us a little background on who you are so then we can talk about your book as well?
3: Yeah, so I'm I'm Brian Noble. I've been a pastor for 25 years, married for 25 years four kids, one grandchild, and uh, just love, love, love my family and love pastoring the church. Mm-hmm. And then I've been a uh, CEO of Peacemaker Ministries, uh, for about, since 2017. i mm-hmm. uh, been, been involved with Peacemakers. Uh, after the first church I split, I was like, oh, God, there's got to be a better way. And so that was probably about uh, 18 years ago. You so, split a church? Yeah, I split a church.
1: That's really cool. I've never anybody right, right. tell me that before. What was that all about?
3: Well, I was, I was uh, 26. I was lead pastoring, and it just, my leadership didn't go well, right? And um, one Sunday, half the church went that way. And Half the church stayed. So I was like, God, there's gotta be a better way. And so that's when I found peacemaking.
1: <laughs> you felt like there was a conflict. There's a conflict.
3: And I'm like, I don't know how to deal with this. And I found that as I studied God's word, that there was a lot of pride and arrogance in- inside of me. And I didn't know how to be insightfully frank. I was just frank.
1: Oh, So. yeah, um, yeah. You might be watching right now. Maybe you have some conflict in your relationships. If you think about it, maybe you're struggling in your marriage, you have a co-worker that's difficult, struggles, conflicts with your kids or your parents, we'd love to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website. And of course... Grab your copy of Living Reconciled. I like what Brian does in this because he gives you, obviously, biblical principles, but then some extremely helpful practical solutions, ideas, suggestions, things to think about. So grab your copy. It will be extremely helpful to you. Um, so, Brian, when you talk about, because a lot of this relates to conflict, and one of the things I really like is you said on your the title or your author here, P. Brian Noble. Yeah. And so a lot of people don't put like the first initial. Why did you do that?
3: Well, my name is Paul Bryan and my dad is Paul Wallace. And so my parents went through a divorce at a young age. When I was young. They were, yeah, they were adults. And um, at some point I was not understanding my dad's parenting techniques or skills. And so I took off my first name, Paul, and just started going by Brian. And when I came to know Christ, uh, he challenged me to honor my father by putting the P on there, the Paul back on and to show reconciliation. And this book is really about that because my dad has a totally different perspective. In fact, how we would describe our my upbringing would be very different. And yet we're completely reconciled uh, despite those difference of perspective. Hmm.
0: I think that's very wonderful because there are so many challenges that we hear about yeah. this. Yeah. So what you are writing is very important, very important. And you need to call us if you're saying, well, I have been having those challenges. And with my family, call us for prayer. We're not going to counsel, but we love to pray. And of course, call us. And I would suggest that you get several books. Because, you know, I look at my neighbors, I look at friends, and they will take a book. (laughs) And some of them aren't born again. So I think it's a good fishing way. Living Reconciled by P. Brian Noble, I'm yep. glad you told us why the P. Yep.
1: Okay. One of the things too, you're talking here about your most difficult relationships. Right. Um, what do you see are some characteristics of those difficult relationships? Well,
3: oftentimes there's there are seasons that we go through where we want to reconcile with someone and they don't want to reconcile right. with us, right? They don't All want right. to have anything to do with us. All
1: right.
3: And I was thinking about, can someone who doesn't want to reconcile with you take your peace? take the, the, the peace of Christ from you. And how does the scripture say when it says, while we were yet enemies, we were reconciled, right? So I was looking and thinking through all those things. And I wrote this book out of 2 Corinthians 5 because it really portrays the fact that we can still have peace, even if we don't have a reinstated relationship this side of heaven. We can experience God's peace because of the work of the cross versus the works of somebody else. And, uh, and coupling that with the Philippians 2, which says, have the same attitude as Christ has. And so I write throughout the book different areas from 2 Corinthians 5, and I challenge you to proclaim those scriptures louder than your circumstances. So often we allow our circumstances to define us so much more than what God's word has to say about us. So to, to verbally state out loud God's word is a powerful tool that we have in, in order to live at peace with others, even if they don't want to live at peace with us.
1: What what happens when they're cranky with you though? And you're, you know, you're trying to have the peaceful mindset a peaceful. What about when they push and they poke your, poke the bear, you know, they push your buttons.
3: Yeah. And I would, I, would, I mean, just be fully transparent. If you love the person like your spouse or something, it's really hard, right? To have yeah. self-control in those moments. If you don't, you know, not to be rude, but if you don't really care <laughs> yeah. about the other person as much, it's easier to kind of have self-control in those moments. And so sometimes we have to redefine relationships, like even in extreme cases of domestic violence or those kind of things on this side of heaven, we may not be able to have a reinstated relationship with them. It just may not be beneficial, but we, we, we are not victims of the other person's prodding or poking at us. We are truly set free by the blood of Jesus Christ to have self-control in those moments and to allow the Holy Spirit to flow out of us to respond uh, to those moments uh, as people prod or push on us.
1: Mm-hmm. You might be watching right now and maybe you're just struggling. People are like pushing your buttons or pressing you, they're poking you and, and and you've had difficult exchanges and you're like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of at a difficult time. I don't know how to respond. And I would just encourage you hop on the phone, get on the website, grab your copy of Living Reconciled, super, super helpful, practical ideas on wisdom and biblical wisdom on what to do in navigating some of those things. The other thing in here, Brian, that I really like that you do, um, I like how at the end of every chapter, I like you, that you do Living Reconciled and and it's a cumulative right. uh, like thing that you do. So when in these little sections that say Living Reconciled, you take one thought, main thought, Mm -hmm. from that chapter and you add it to the preceding chapters. And so it's a cumulative. So by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, oh, so why did you do that?
3: Well, I find that most of us as Christians, we leak, right? We forget the things that God taught us just moments ago. Uh, It's like you're at church, you have a great altar time, and then you hit the parking lot and everything you just learned, you've forgotten, or I have forgotten at least. So by having that re- repetition, it builds spiritual muscle, right? So we see it again and again and again, like reminding ourselves of the very fact of what God has done in our life. And this is why we work with people all over the world who are in conflict and we find they have great theology, they have great you know knowledge, but they have very little uh, application. And so teaching them repetition to get that spiritual muscle memory to go inside of their heart so that they can react and respond in the moment of crisis for them is key. And so that's why we did that. So they can constantly be reminded of the chapters prior.
1: Mm -hmm. And in this, um, and I'm going to ask you this question and you might have to, because we're going to come to a pause in just a moment. So you might have to answer it, you know, like two parts, part A, part B, but What I want to ask you some of the things you've learned from conflict.
3: Yeah, one of the things that I've learned is being teachable. I have a tendency to say, Who can bring a charge against God's elect? Everyone, right? You know, and so it's like, Wait, can I be teachable in this moment and realize that I'm not justified by other people's opinions of me, but I'm justified completely because of the blood of Jesus Christ? And so to step back and say, my identity is not in that statement, whether I'm pastoring or parenting or whatever it might be, but to, to, the cause of the conflict is I'm not being teachable and listening in that moment. And there's there's many other things, uh, but I think just to keep it short, that's one area that God's really worked on my heart, that I'm not um, defined by other people's words. I'm defined by what God has to say about me. And so to challenge me to be allow him to be my justifier
1: because mm-hmm. sometimes in conflict it can be an attack it can and they attack your personhood um, your your values and that's challenging it's tricky to say okay I, but I'm still I'm solid I'm settled i'm I'm okay in me but also learning from that and tweaking it
3: yeah that self-talk that we have going on in our head the constant conversation can get away from us at times and that's why the Bible says take every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. You know, And I would encourage your your, uh, viewers right now to think about how are you holding those thoughts captive? You're not a victim of your thoughts, you're not a victim of your desires, but you are truly set free because of Jesus.
1: Mm -hmm. I just encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website right now. A lot of us have that self-talk and it's like, hey, wait a second, we need to put the voice of the enemy on mute and really accentuate God's voice for your heart.
4: Are you struggling with a relationship that is challenging, even draining? Do you need help to handle these tough relationships in a way that brings peace to our lives and glory to God? For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you Living Reconciled by Brian Noble. Through seven clear and actionable directives drawn from Scripture, you will change your thinking and see the challenging people in your life as God sees them. We will also send you Marilyn's CD teaching Overcoming Hurts, Habits, and Hangups and her book, Generational Curses, and Sarah's CD teaching Love God, Love People to help you strengthen all your relationships. And for your generous gift of $1,000 or more, we will send you the Psalm 23, Jesus Holding a Lamb bronze statue. Custom-designed with direction from Marilyn and her team, this bronze statue has been hand-sculpted to reflect the deep love Jesus has for every one of us, His sheep. Call or click today for this life-changing resource.
2: Sarah Bowling, Living Genuine Love, is on a mission to connect everyone with the heart of God.
0: Welcome back to Today with Marilyn and Sarah. I am so excited about this question, Brian, because I know this is a question a lot of people struggle with. Why do people struggle so much with conflict in relationships? Why? Why is that? That seems to be the big deal.
3: It is. And and I think it's true that when you you look at it, oftentimes it has to do with our selfishness, right? It has to do with wanting to be right rather than being reconciled. And so when our identity is in everything but Jesus, we end up in a lot of conflict. Christ is the Prince of Peace. He, he's dwelling inside of us, giving us peace in those moments. And so I think we will begin to desi- uh, take our desires and demand them. James chapter four verses one through two says, what is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is it not your desires that battle within you, right? So he, he, he identifies right there, he says, The problem is you have internal battles, that internal conversation that you want. He says, you lust, but you don't get, oh, so I don't get what I want. So you, you know, you commit murder, you fight and you quarrel. So it's that concept of not getting what you want causes those battles within us. And uh, it's, it's, it's a powerful thing to really step back and say, what am I wanting? And is it really a God thing or is it a me thing?
1: And a lot of times when we don't get our way, then we get super prickly. Yep. or we get manipulative or we'll get kind of attack. Exactly and that's right. challenging. So in your when you're in that situation, somebody's not getting what they want from you and maybe cuz you put up a boundary
3: mm-hmm.
1: and and they start getting, you know, unkind. That's a nice way to say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what should we do, Brian?
3: Well, I I believe in clear communication with them. And then sometimes we need to pause. And this is what I tell people, 90% of our conflict Isn't time sensitive, but we pretend like the house is on fire. You bet. If we would pause, rest, and talk to God as much as we talk to other people about our conflict, or even more to God, I should say, uh, we would find peace in that moment. He would give us wisdom in that moment of how to respond to that other person. And I've I've literally had to say to people, you know, thank you for your concern. You know, I do not agree with what you're what you have to say. Uh, I'd still like to be your brother in Christ and move forward if you're able to do that. And I've had people say no. And I'm like, okay. Wow. Uh, mm. You know, I'm not able to, to
1: move forward in that. Mm-hmm. And I think too, <laughs> some relationships, good. you're not always going to have deep, deep relationships with people. That's right. Right. Some are like a little bit more service. How do you, how do you navigate that? Cause, and then sometimes you have relationships that used to be deep and now they're not. So how do you work through some of that struggle?
3: Well, realizing that just like there are seasons of the year, there are seasons of relationships. There's times where you're, you're in deep friendship with someone and you are maybe have an intimate friendship with them. And there's times when those, those things change because life changes as we go. The key that we, as we look at those is don't allow someone to speak into your life, especially when it's contrary to God's word, right? Um, when you're not willing to worship their idols or their, their uh, things that they want that are important to them. Um, that's okay, we're supposed to worship only Jesus Christ and Him alone. And that oftentimes is that source of conflict that's there. So knowing your identity is so key to having that peace of God within you and recognizing that God's presence is with you. He's a good God and doesn't give you more than you can handle. He's gonna go before you as as you go through this time or the season.
1: Mm -hmm. And I just encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. I think each of us can consider and find, identify some relationships that are a little challenging. We might have conflict. There might be a severance in it, but just really, uh, we want to pray for you that God would help you in those relationships and also grab your copy of Living Reconciled. I think it will help you immensely um, to see some of the conflict from God's perspective and also some key things to have some reconciliation and have some equilibrium where everything isn't just uh, unravelled and frazzled. Right. Here's another thing, Brian. You know, social media and <laughs> conflict, right. it seems to me like you get on Facebook, you get on Instagram, you get on TikTok or whatever, and everything seems to be kind of volatile. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you navigate some of those conflicts that, are, that, are, that are play out through social media?
3: Well, you may not like this answer, but the easiest way to reduce it is not to go on those platforms. I mean, because <laughs> quite frankly, it's a place where people can scream in the marketplace, but then have no relationship. So I think sharing family pictures, a nice little story, I mean, that's all great. But when we start trying to navigate conflict through social media, it is a bad idea. Also texting is a bad idea um, because it's just, it, the emotional memories that we have during those times aren't uh, at the surface, we don't understand. I, I, I oftentimes have asked people, I said, okay, you're reading that text message, you're reading that social media, were you hungry? Were you already frustrated prior to reading that? Because what I have found is the last emotion that they experienced is going to be the context they place upon whatever they're reading.
1: Hmm.
3: And so if they're,
1: That's helpful. you know, they, they're yes, driving, they, they're feels.
3: driving down the road and they get cut off and then they read their text message and, they, and the person just said, whatever, but they're reading through that, that injustice of getting cut off on the road. And so I said, back up. That's where time becomes our friend. Because hmm. oftentimes when I've worked with people, you read back through the text messages again, and they say, half of the things that you assumed weren't even in there. It's just emotional memories that you have,
1: mm-hmm. and I don't think we take responsibility for our own state of mind, our own emotions, right? And we project that onto somebody else, and then it makes the conflict even more intense.
3: Yeah, people, if you're starting a, a text war, shut the phone off. Mm-hmm. S- you know, call the person closer. God says, "Come, let us reason together." Right. And exactly. come closer. And I think a lot of times we, we go, stay away, you know. And so how do we draw someone closer? Put down the phone and say, let's get together. Let's mm-hmm. have coffee.
1: But I think we don't want to get hurt. Yeah. That's why we don't want somebody to come closer. And if we think they're prickly or they're, they're opposed to us or, you know, whatever. And maybe they have history in the past of being unkind. Right. Then I don't want them to get close. So how do you navigate that? Well, Genesis
3: 45 is a story of Joseph. And... He had a great injustice from his brothers, right? And in, and in Genesis 45, he sent everyone out from him when he addressed his brothers, and he said, "Come closer." And it says, "And they came closer." So we have to lay a foundation where our biblical mandate speaks louder than our our feelings, where we begin to say, "This is what God's word calls me." Now, if say that again, we our are biblical our biblical mandate speaks louder than our feelings or our emotions. And that's in your book. That's
1: in there. You bet. So with Joseph, he brought his brothers close, but they had heard him. Exactly right. And if you look in there, there's there's about four or five things
3: uh, that he says, listen, what you meant for harm, God had a plan. So he spoke truth. Yeah. He didn't sugarcoat it. Then if you go to the end of Genesis, the last chapter, we see that the brothers make up a lie. And yet Joseph says, am I in the place of God? And it's interesting, because you read through there and it says, and Joseph comforted his brothers. He did, I mean, if I was in that case, I'd be like, you just lied, I showed that I I was gonna take care of you. You know, I would have wanted some justice in that moment. He spoke kindly and comforted them. And as Christ followers, the key is, are we following Christ? Who at his greatest point of injustice laid down his life for the sinner, even though he was sinless.
1: Mm -hmm. And on the cross, Exactly. I mean, he's on the cross, hanging on the cross. They're spitting at him, mocking him, throwing, you know, like t- making fun of him. And he's like, "Father, forgive them. They know not what they do."
3: Yeah, and you think about our conflicts. We love that in our worship songs. We love that yeah. in our sermons. But in our daily practical living, yeah. it's like, "Don't nail me to the cross." Mm-hmm. You know, don't you know? Don't mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to have that attitude. But the Bible clearly says, "Have the same attitude as Christ." Mm-hmm. And so that attitude of humility, despite the injustice. Mm. There's a question I like to ask people. I say, how many sins did Jesus Christ hang on the cross for that he committed personally? And the answer is zero. Zero. And then I ask him this, are you a Christ follower? Yes, I follow Christ. How many sins are you willing to exercise humility and conflict that you didn't commit personally? And it gets really quiet.
1: (laughs) What do you mean by that?
3: Well, in conflict, we want to be right. Oh, yeah. We want to. We only want to apologize for the things that we intentionally, premeditatively, and willfully have done. Right. But if Jesus had that type of gospel, he would have never went to the cross.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: And so mm-hmm. in this moment, we go, guess what? I can exercise humility in this moment because that's who I'm following. I'm following mm-hmm. after Jesus.
1: He's my example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so powerful. I just want to encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to be Jesus followers, not in in name only, but in behaviors, in our conversations, our interactions, in our outlook, our mindset. So hop on the phone, get on the website. And if you're watching right now and you're struggling with forgiveness, because that's kind of a challenge from time to time, we would love to pray for you to help God, ask God to help you to come through that with great success.
4: Are you struggling with a relationship that is challenging, even draining? Do you need help to handle these tough relationships in a way that brings peace to our lives and glory to God? For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you Living Reconciled by Brian Noble. Through seven clear and actionable directives drawn from scripture, you will change your thinking and see the challenging people in your life as God sees them. We will also send you Marilyn's CD teaching Overcoming Hurts, Habits, and Hang-Ups, and her book Generational Curses, and Sarah's CD teaching Love God, Love People to help you strengthen all your relationships. And for your generous gift of $1,000 or more, we will send you the Psalm 23 Jesus Holding a Lamb bronze statue. Custom designed with direction from Marilyn and her team, this bronze statue has been hand-sculpted to reflect the deep love Jesus has for every one of us, his sheep. Call or click today for this life-changing resource.
1: Thank you so much for watching this interview. Brian, would you pray for our audience to have that reconciled peace heart that Jesus is our Prince of Peace?
3: Absolutely. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. God, I thank you that you are the Prince of Peace, that your word moves in and through our hearts. God, I pray for my brother or sister in Christ who is experiencing anxiety, depression, fear, that the conflict seems to overtake in their life. I pray that they will understand and know that you rule above all those things, God. You pull down the strongholds of our life, of our heart. God, you are a God that moves the mountains and yet you are able to sit with us and hold our hands. And so Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace, God. I thank you that you can give us a courageous attitude that rises above our circumstances, that rises above all the situations that we are going through, that brings in clarity because we know who you are, that you are a good father, that you care for us, that you are a God that embraces us in this moment. Lord, I pray for my sister who really is fearful over uh, her children and we pray peace in the name of Jesus.
0: Amen. Amen. I think, Sarah, this is one of the best programs we've ever had because it really meets where you live. And that's all of us live there. So I want you to say today is the best day of my life. Why? Because Jesus Christ lives big in me. Today, I'm a mountain mover